0: We're here for another exciting hour of entertainment, Uh, business updates from a local business professional. I have a guest in the returning guest in the studio. And since I had such a busy day at the tax office, I don't have any prepared starting articles or anything. So I will say the one article I did read about income tax that was. The headline intrigued me, but I didn't have a chance to read the whole article, was that Trump is, President Trump is going to fight the new rule they made up where the states who, if you want to be on a presidential ballot, you have to publicly release your state income taxes. And I just saw a headline today that Trump's going to argue that somewhere and try to stop it because I think California and New York are doing that. And, of course, you can't really win any elections without those states, I don't believe. So, anyway, that was the one thing that I saw today in a headline that relates to income tax. I'll be curious to see how that all comes out. And, of course, if he has to, then the other candidates will, too. So it should make it kind of interesting. But my returning guest today is uh, local attorney Scott Hubbard. How you doing, Scott?
1: Doing well. Thank you for asking.
0: Have you been... Uh, You've been keeping very busy.
1: Uh, you know what? Is this thing working?
0: Yeah, I can't tell. It's, it's working.
1: working. Awesome. Um, yeah, I have. And uh, I got to tell you, I totally understand why Trump's fighting that. I mean, Trump, let's be honest, Trump is not going to, there's not going to be a Republican that's going to win either California or or New York anytime soon. And those are both winner-take-all states. And so when, uh, when you do a... a See, I told you.
0: <laughs> no, it's working. It's just your voice isn't quite as loud as I thought it was.
1: Well, I can be louder if you want. I can yell.
0: No, you're doing. I good. yell
1: really well. You're I mean, doing Get fine. a little closer to the mic. There.
0: So tell us a little more about this because I wasn't sure if they were winner take all. Come to think of it,
1: they are. And so let's be honest. You have a Republican never going to take New York, never going to take California. I think the last one to do that was uh, Ronald Reagan. Back in the 80s against Mondale? Probably. And so here you have two states that are never going to go Republican passing a law that specifically targets the Republican per, uh, president to embarrass him. Because let's let's be honest, or at least to make him look
0: bad. Well, now, the other thing is I'm not positive which states have done this yet. Maybe there's others, too, like Florida. Uh,
1: you know what? I, I know New York has.
0: California yep.
1: caught me off guard. And from a policy perspective, it's... I think it's a good idea. Uh, the first candidate to really uh, do it, ironically enough, was Mitt Romney's father, uh, Governor Romney, when he ran for for president as a Republican. George Romney. Yeah, he he shelled out like I think it was ten years worth of tax returns, saying if I just give you one, it I could manipulate it, but by giving you all ten, you could see. What uh, what I'm looking for, what my business practices have been for the last 10 years, and give you a more complete picture of my overall financial resources. Right, And that, you know, it was just such a, I have nothing to hide here. It was such a good idea that, you know, the country adopted it informally. And then President Trump, for whatever reason, said, I'm not going to do it. And I, you know, I get it.
0: Well, he it's, probably is the biggest mostly businessman that's ever ran. I mean... Most of the other presidents are like politicians and
1: Ross Perot. Ross Perot ran as a businessman. He did it. You know, it's it's there's something there's something different about him not producing it. And you know, it's just one of those things it's probably a good idea if everyone does. And one of those unwritten rules that no one bothered writing down. And now people are starting. I think Texas should do it. I think Florida should do it. I think everyone should do it. Problem
0: is, Texas and Florida don't have state income tax. I know, so they don't care. <laughs> they could look at sales tax or something. Yeah. See what the hotels are taking in. Uh,
1: so, any case, and then you have the um, anyone who's ran for office, especially in California, knows California has horrible disclosure laws. I mean, uh, the judges don't have to fill them out. The um, the district attorneys don't have to fill them out for security reasons. But anyone who's ran for office, ask. uh, uh, Like city council and county supervisor. He'll tell you. Or Deborah Lucero, she'll tell you. Or even people running for, uh, applying for jobs at CSUs or UCs or any other uh, organization where you have uh, someone taking on a high level of responsibility for a public entity. They all have to fill out these disclosure Right. And so extending it to the president in California, I could see that being an extension of, of you know, already existing California policy. But now again,
0: disclosure versus public disclosure is two different things.
1: How is disclosure? I can disc- I can be naked no, no. in my bathroom and I'm disclosing well, <laughs> my right. nakedity. But, but
0: I'm saying if if Lucero <laughs> discloses to the county voting commissioner That's different than publicly posting her tax returns.
1: I think California has a public, wants the public disclosure. It wants everyone to see. If you
0: win, what if you don't win? I mean, you're a private citizen.
1: Everyone. Hmm. They want to know, okay, so you have business interests. What are your business interests? You own shares in companies. What shares do you own? What companies do you own? What land do you own? What companies own land that might come into your jurisdiction? Right. There there is a there is that one episode of Boardwalk Empire where Nucky Thomas bought land that would wind up being the the new interstate to Atlantic City. Right. You know, if he was in California, they'd want to know about it. And oh. they'd want other people to know
0: about it. Interesting.
1: So I don't get worked up over California requiring that disclosure. Uh New York I think they're just being jerks, but
0: Well, uh, it's sort of pointed at Trump, I think. Yeah. But, you know
1: would they require that from a democratic uh politician or would a democrat refuse? I don't know. Ours we have different, we have different problems in the democratic party. And then of course, here's the other since we're we're talking law and disclosure, how about this one? If, if you were Trump's uh, attorney, wouldn't there be a constitutional issue of the supremacy clause? You know, if Doug Jacobs was here, For those of you who don't know, Doug Jacobs was Harold and my constitutional law professor. And he still is out there. (laughs) He still is at Cal North. I mean, Doug Jacobs is there forever. No man knows more about constitutional law than Doug Jacobs. And he would probably be the first person to say, do we have a supremacy clause issue? Because if the Constitution dictates the requirements for who can run for president, who can be president, which if memory serves any 35 years old, 35 years old. And I don't even think, and born in the U S born in the U S and even that, that's a pretty liberal because they said, well, you know, you were born to an American mother. So you were born in the U S and
0: then Panama for uh, what's his name?
1: You know, Cruz ran and he was born in Canada. Right. Uh, McCain was born in Panama. Yeah. That was the one I was thinking Uh, of. And so uh, it's really loose. So if you have the constitution says you have to be uh, born in America and 35 years old, why are you passing a law that restricts that? Wouldn't the Constitution preempt any state law requirements precluding you for running for office? I well, know, yeah, right? Yeah, that, no, that, that's, why,
0: that's why law school in the United States is weird, because the states and the federal have to sort of work in conjunction, and it's wacko.
1: And, you know, if I was Trump's lawyer, I would be screaming that at the top of my lungs. Right. But
0: why are you so busy? Well, you know, I'm busy because I had... I believe I started April 16th or whatever day after tax season with 260 extension returns.
1: 216?
0: 260. 60. And a lot of those are businesses, as you know, the businesses and the, the big ones are the ones who need extensions a lot of time. So I've got a lot of work all year, and uh, I'm actually happy about that. I just had a busy day. Speaking of uh, job openings, do you... Believe that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is alive?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why would you ask a question because you, like that?
0: Because you may be a Supreme Court justice someday. I,
1: I could be a Ninth Circuit judge. Which I've is, seen
0: your license plate,
1: which is one step below the the U.S. Supreme Court. But I couldn't imagine anyone voting for me to be a Supreme Court justice. What makes you think Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Bader Ginsburg, Ginsburg. is dead.
0: I've just read a few articles where she was really sick, and when they say she's been seen somewhere, it looks like an old film.
1: Honestly, you got to stop getting your news from the internet, dude. You know, I mean, it's okay if you got it from Fox Online or or NBC or, you know, even The Hill, but... Right. Man, I had
0: to, I had to bring one of those up, or it wouldn't have seemed like a normal day for us to be talking.
1: Conspiracy so. theories galore. One of these days, you should just do a show just based on your. I should. Cons- i lose and I'd conspiracy lose conspiracy theories. I'd
0: lose half my clients.
1: Did you think? Did you think that we actually landed on the
0: moon? I do not believe we did.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. It's the 50th anniversary of the moon language. We literally have garbage. but we didn't
0: want to go back there.
1: We. What's on the moon that you can't find in Jersey? Maybe
0: there's some like maybe there's some mining that could be done.
1: You know, it's just they don't have water, but you know, there's there's how do you think the garbage got up there?
0: Well, we'll leave that. Maybe I will do a whole hour of conspiracy. I'll bring them up and you knock them down. How's that?
1: Not even knocking them down It's like.
0: (laughs) Didn't you see Capricorn One?
1: No. (laughs) Your son is. You are an intelligent, educated.
0: Smart guy. <laughs> Man. <laughs>
1: Your son is literally getting his PhD in economics. I you aced that wills and trusts exam. Yes, I did. Which, you know, yes, no I did. one in our class. And you I got
0: over 100.
1: And you don't think we landed on the moon.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> How, what do you base this on? It's the 50th anniversary. I've never
0: seen a picture in space of a sky with no stars when there's no atmosphere. That, Say that is, again. Look at the pictures of the Apollo guys, and the sky has no stars. It doesn't make sense. Sorry. Now right, now that uh, yeah, now, that, that now makes, I've got him thinking. You, you, you really you got <laughs> because me because I know on Scott's one. one of the smartest guys I've ever met. I'm not going to let him go on this one. I'm going to bring it up the next time I see him. Okay. Now now speaking <laughs> of now since this is business buzz, I also have to rem, uh, kind of review a couple things. What's going on with that house, that historical house that you guys have moved and refurbished?
1: Well, we it, uh, we didn't want to sell it. We kind of felt we had to once the Cal Fire uh, hit just because housing prices went through the roof. But uh, later on, we decided we didn't want to sell it. And um, we pulled it off. To, we kept it on the market for a few months. And then we pulled it off the market just because... You know it's a it's a once in it's a very unique home right and so we started renting it out and here's here's something that your business uh, since this is the business business buzz business that's right buzz this is something that we we took up we um, you know what how ha- what price to rent right because anyone and I got to believe that you have a lot of listeners who were from the who were from the Paradise and Magalia area right. whose house didn't survive they had to rent and we've been hearing stories about people, insurance companies renting as people, houses as far out as Live Oak, Corning. I
0: had people living water, in Sacramento for a while.
1: Forced to commute. Right. And uh, so we got the house out. Okay, we're not going to sell it, but we can at least rent it. Right. And so we put it out on the market. And then the question becomes, what price do you rent it at?
0: And you can't call it gouging if you never had rent prior to the fire. Is that correct? No. That's not correct. Well, that was, that's I've I've wondered about that.
1: Okay, so for the, those of you who don't know, there are very specific laws about how much you can charge for goods and services, and the uh, statute was amended back in 2018 to include rentals uh, before it triggers price gouging, and price gouging is. Uh, some pretty hefty penalties five thousand dollars civil violation per offense but
0: aren't that wouldn't the gouging be considered versus the prior rent on the same house
1: yes and no if there's there's a big long and guys for those of you who are looking to rent or are renting and wondering hey am I getting gouged here Uh, the first thing I would do is suggest you go to Google and do uh, California price gouging
0: oh and rentals are included. in that. And rentals are included. And in rentals are included. And just, oh, does it have to do with like the area's averages or something?
1: I, what was charged before the fire, and what was char- what determines what you can charge after the
0: fire? Right, but I'm saying you weren't renting it before we the weren't fire. Renting
1: it before. So what happened was you have to go to the um, the uh, Department of Housing and find out what the uh, maximum rent is for uh, a house based on the bedrooms in your area. And then you can get, I think it's like 150% of that.
0: Right, but and, there is a limit.
1: But there is a limit. And for us, it was, uh, because we didn't have anyone in before, and people are going to choke when they hear this, it's like $2,600. Was that the maximum? That's the maximum for this little thing three-bedroom house. I mean, and it's a beautiful house. We completely redid everything. It's not that
0: small of a house, though, is it?
1: 1,500 square oh, feet. Oh, okay. You I know? wasn't so sure. it's, Yeah, you yeah. Know? it's about average. It's about average, a little but more than average. 2,600. And I saw that and I thought to myself, there's no way we're getting 2,600.
0: All right. Well, we're going to continue with our business buzz discussion after the commercial messages. So stay tuned and we'll be right back.
1: Rick Box, founder of Unconventional Business Network, with today's Integrity
0: Moment. Data is a word in business that has become common, but wasn't common all that long ago. Dictionary.com defines data as individual facts, statistics, or items of information. Computers have allowed us to gather more information faster than ever before. This information can be used to make better decisions when diligently analyzed and applied. Unfortunately, many overlook the basic data they already have available to them. By applying diligence to gathering and studying the data already available, you can dramatically increase your sales by better meeting your customers' desires. Proverbs 10.4 teaches lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. If you desire to improve customer relations, determine what data is most important to knowing your customers, and diligently collect, analyze, and apply that information. To learn more about Unconventional Business Network and doing business God's way, visit
1: unconventionalbusiness.org. That's unconventionalbusiness.org.
0: Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm so glad you have a chance to spend part of your afternoon with me. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I have Scott Hubbard, the attorney in my uh, studio here as a guest today, and we're just kind of talking business. I'm trying to find out what's been happening with him lately. I I don't talk to him that often, and uh, it's been a while. So you got anything new going on? You got any new, uh, like, types of work you're looking for? Because he's a really smart attorney.
1: Yeah, because in my spare time, I Google uh, Top Moon conspiracy theories and why they're stupid. (laughs) I've taken up that hobby.
0: Would you like to hear about it? Good. And while you're at it, watch The Shining very carefully.
1: I, you know what? I said, I. There is a delightful article on why there aren't any stars in the photo because the daylight surf the daylight on the surface washes them out, okay. just like it does on our planet. I'm glad
0: to hear that scientific uh, scientific answer. Oh, yeah. oh, my <laughs> oh good yeah, Lord, but you know
1: Giving credit where credits due. He's absolutely right. There's no stars on the. It's a little weird. It is a little it's weird. A little weird. It doesn't mean you're not nuts. No,
0: no, but it, that's <laughs> right, right. And just because they're following me doesn't mean I shouldn't be paranoid. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what's new with your practice? Uh,
1: you know, it's not the practice that I've really. Uh, well, here's something that's. It's not new. the
0: practice you're excited about.
1: Well, yes and no. They're doing changes. They're. Uh, I'm not only a lawyer, as you know. We also own that regional center, right? Right. Which for people who aren't, who don't remember everything I've said in every conversation I've ever had on every one of your programs, regional centers are. The U.S. government allows. Uh, Sells United States citizenship. It's one of those things that most people don't know about, and most people who do know it don't like it, unless of course you're in a um, uh, unless
0: you need that that situation, funding, right? You know?
1: And so New York is big on it. Uh, Diane Feinstein, California, not so much. But these companies that you can set up to sell citizenship—what it is—is is someone. Uh, Let's say someone from, let's pick an innocuous country, France. Let's say someone from France wants to immigrate to the United States. They come over and they they give what's called a regional center half a million dollars. And they say, use this half a million dollars to generate uh, 10 new jobs. And if the company creates those 10 new jobs, uh, that immigrant is granted United States citizenship,
0: and you have to prove they would have to prove that that five hundred directly created the jobs. Not
1: only directly, there's a directly, indirectly, or induced. Oh, I know, right? And so it's funny because this is something your son could do later, because typically you need an economist. The direct jobs are easy. Right. So I, uh, I have this car wash, right. and I hired ten guys. I hired and ten the, guys. Here you right. go. Indirect jobs little bit harder to document because now you're saying, okay, I opened up this car wash and I had to buy soap for the car wash machine. And so this guy sells soap and he had to buy an extra person.
0: Right, I had to hire a new guy because there's more business now. Yep.
1: So those are the indirect jobs. Hmm. The induced jobs are, well, there's a car wash here. And the person needs the family that moved here to work at the car wash needs groceries, and so the grocery store owner bought hired, hired a new, a new guy. I mean, most normal people don't think
0: that way. Now, you know? so when you when you say ten new jobs, is there's all kinds of different levels of numbers for this, or is it always ten? I mean, is it's 10, always ten? And ten can be direct or indirect or, or induced. induced. Yep.
1: And so, but there's
0: guidelines that you would have to prove that. Is that correct? There are, and the French guy has to prove it, but he would use you to do that.
1: The French guy's lawyer has to, that's prove what I'm saying. Yeah, it. and for the record, the uh, company's lawyer needs to help prove it too. Because if you don't prove as the company that you created those jobs, well, your butt's in a world of hurt.
0: Now, does this guy have to be the owner of the business? Is that
1: he has to have an ownership interest, but the uh, federal government said a limited partner is sufficient. So he could be okay, a Okay, just so partner. he's a part owner, yep. and it
0: doesn't have to be a certain percentage?
1: Nope. It just has to be at risk. Right. And so it used to be that there's... But the
0: 500000 has to all go in.
1: It all has to go in, and it all has to be at risk. Right. And typically, companies have to charge extra in order to hire their lawyers and hire their economists to prove what's going on. Right. And then the uh, the uh, the immigrant, he has to hire a lawyer who knows how to do the paperwork, and he has to... So
0: it works with the immigration laws also pretty heavily, right? Yeah. and So, so now if, is $500,000 a standard amount, or is it variable? Well, that's where it just got interesting because recently, and I think it's like literally
1: a couple of hours ago, uh, the immigration... Said that we're going to increase the limit to 900,000 and 1.8 million. Now, when I say there's two numbers, and the reason there are two numbers is when I say half a million, I refer to Chico primarily, but uh, it's half a million in anything called a targeted employment area. Now, this is an area that's either rural or uh, areas of high unemployment. Right. Now, I can. And
0: Butte County usually qualifies for that. Chico,
1: every place north of Sacramento, typically qualifies for it except for Chico.
0: Hmm. So, now, so Chico, they double it in Chico? Chico? They double it.
1: So before, you can invest anywhere in north of Sacramento for half, uh, for half a million dollars and create these 10 jobs and get a green card. But if you invested in Chico, you'd have to invest a million dollars. And
0: that just went up to $901.8 million? Million.
1: And believe it or not, this is actually a good thing because they hadn't raised the limits for nearly 20 years. The right,
0: pr- so there was no allowance for inflation. Right, so this was half a million dollars
1: back in 1980s, right? which was, you know... Right, that's, that's, that's probably 3 million, million now, and, yeah. You know, yeah, so um, now they've upped it to uh, 900,000 and 1.8 million, which, considering the backlog, and this is why I picked France, there are certain areas that are just... They're really drawn to the EB-5 program. China is one. Just because the Chinese, uh, flush with cash, were eager to invest the cash and get citizenship out of China in America.
0: Can Uh, they be dual citizens? Do they have to give up? Because I know there's a lot of places, if I want to be a citizen, I would have to give up my U.S.
1: uh, I think so. I'm I'm an immigration lawyer but I'm not that good of an immigration lawyer. I do know that in the places where you do have to give up your original your home citizenship to be a United States citizen, after you're a United States citizen for a while, you can reapply for your original citizenship. And as long as they don't
0: mind, yeah. you can be both. And yeah. so
1: that's, you know, but that's typically at least when I've seen it it applies primarily to Commonwealth com- countries, Canada, yeah. Australia, England.
0: Now, are the, are the people that you see from China that want to do this, are they looking to become citizens because they want to live here as citizens? Or are there other advantages to land ownership or something? Well... Because I know it's pretty, the U.S. is pretty wide open to allowing anyone to buy land.
1: Part of it, I think, is just for security. If you need to, if something uh, bad happens, and, you know, this is me speculating,
0: Right, like like Cam, like Laos and Pol Pot and all that stuff. Which
1: I seriously don't see that happening, but you know, you never know. It's probably the Chinese equivalent of canned food and shotguns. Right. It's nice to have some place uh, an to, escape
0: route or a fall back shelter, right?
1: Uh, but the other thing that I think it is is that in uh, when you look to the, the symbol of China. It's the symbol that's the center. It's basically a square with a line drawn through it, which is the Chinese character for
0: the center. Yin and yang or something?
1: For center, because China always viewed itself as the center of the world. And when America came around, the American word in Chinese, and I forget what it is because I'm not Chinese. My brother married into the, My sister-in-law is Chinese. And so uh, she said that the American symbol, the Chinese symbol for America is beautiful land. And so we have a lot of, um, now they they look at us as the beautiful land to live in. And so at least some of them, I mean, not everyone. I'm right. sure a lot of people just like um, are probably pretty cheesed off of America right now. Right. But, you know, for a good chunk, enough of them to fund this EB-5. And there's a whole cottage industry on this. They had immigration brokers that would charge an arm and a leg, but they would go out, they would find the wealthy uh investors who want to come to America and because it's not regulated over there, word of mouth was key. I mean, credibility was coin of the realm. If you, if you screw up one petition, no one's going back to you because people talk. Right. And so there was an entire cottage industry of brokers saying, go to this person. I know him. I trust him. Give him your money. He'll get you the green card. Wow. And so the Chinese were flooding the market so much so that the backlog for Chinese EB-5 petitions was like, 10, 15.
0: Wow. We're going to pick up on some of this. And as soon as we get back from this commercial break, stay tuned to business buzz. We'll be right back. I think we better face something that there are going to be thousands, perhaps millions of people killed during the tribulation. Apparently, all Gentile believers are killed in the tribulation, and the false prophet sees to it. David Hawking shares what the coming tribulation holds for planet Earth, this week on Hope for Today.
1: Tune in for Hope for Today weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX.
0: I am a veteran. I spent two years alone and homeless. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory was finding the support to get back on my feet. DAV helps veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. So veterans can reach victories great and small. My victory was finding the help I needed. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Today I'm talking with attorney Scott Hubbard. Scott, do you think this coincidental 900,000 increase, does it have something to do with the federal government kind of working on immigration in general right now with the wall and all this stuff?
1: Okay, this this is the part where I, um, I have to, we try and keep politics out of the business. Um, but this problem's been in existence. And I'm not going to blame the Trump administration for it because this problem has existed long before uh, he, um, he took office. The, what, what
0: problem? Are the
1: you? Too many people applying for not enough visas.
0: Oh, so there is, a, is there a strict number limit on
1: this? There is. And the uh, visas in uh, for EB-5 regional centers, There's what's called EB-5 is employment-based... Immigration category five,
0: as you said earlier, buying citizenship. Right now,
1: the uh, as a subcategory that that's where there's regional centers, and so the federal government, uh, when they first created the law, they said, okay, we're going to uh, carve out a number of those uh, EB five visas, the total visas, and we're going to dedicate them to people who live in uh, certain areas. No, excuse me, people who invest in regional centers. And so, with that, they um, uh, the problem is there were so many Chinese trying to get in that uh, they swamped all the other countries applying. Like combined, it was like 95 percent right. of all the immigrants uh, under the program were Chinese. There were thousands. I think the second closest category was India, and so. When it wound up being 20 years or 10 years or 15 years to get a green card, the Chinese market dried up. And so then these immigration brokers and immigration attorneys, well, they started going to other, other countries and now it's India. But uh, what the goal is on the, um, on the uh, EB-5 program or these increased limits and why I say it's a good thing is it's simple supply and demand. If something costs low, more people are going to want it. Right, to so
0: there'll it. be more quality, and people, people there, will be more likely to follow through with the higher amount? There will be fewer applicants okay, with the yeah. higher it amount. Won't, it won't uh, yeah, jam up the funnel. And, and so because right. there'll be fewer, and the,
1: honestly, the best thing the uh, immigration could have done was adjust this figure to inflation. Right. Which I don't think they did. Right. But if they adjusted it for inflation, we probably wouldn't have this problem in the future. But one of the things I've said, and as I said, uh, I am a, a immigration attorney. I do do some immigration law and I'm part of the uh, Association of Immigration Lawyers, American Immigration Lawyers uh, Association, is that um, the Trump administration has really put the brakes on not only illegal immigration but legal immigration as well. And so it's creating this backlog right. of uh, where even lawfully immigrating individuals, it's taking a long time to have their cases adjudicated because the resources simply aren't there. Right. Uh, he didn't start this problem. We've always had an immigration problem, at least since uh, even after the grand bargain Reagan made with the Democrat Congress. You mean we've always had a
0: backlog of immigrants trying to come in legally, too? Is that what you mean?
1: (sighs) Yes and no. I mean, everyone has, we're a country of 300 million people, and everyone has a different idea on what the immigration system should look like. And so trying to get an agreement on anything is darn near impossible. And so the one thing I think we can all agree on is that, uh, we need to create enough, put enough resources into the system so that whatever rules we all agree on, at least they can be followed. administered. Yeah. You know, you can't have, it's one thing to have a game. It's not, it's another thing, not have any place to play it. Right. And so right now, um, you know, regardless of what you think about Trump's uh, asylum policies, just to pick it as an example, or an EB five policy, or or any immigration policy, you want to have the resources in place to adjudicate those claims judiciously. That's the whole word, judicious. Right. Know? And we're just not there as a country. But it's right been now. that way for a long time. He didn't create the problem, but he definitely exasperated it. Right. So, and you know the whole detaining people in uh, on the border right you know that's oh boy you know that's just adding adding to the problems cuz right. we don't need to be locking these people up we need to we need to do something i don't
0: you know well it's a, ha- it's a tough one
1: it is you know and i don't have a good answer and that's that's, that's one fine. of the that's one of the First, the beginning statements of wisdom is, I do not know. Yeah, that's and I fine. I do not know Nobody solves solve this.
0: Nobody's perfect. You're fine. Uh. Now, <laughs> I just want to know a little bit more about this regional center. Are you guys like... One of a certain number of these, and you have to qualify for it, oh, or yeah. you just open the doors. Oh,
1: it's it's an expensive process to set up a regional center, and we it actually, took
0: you guys quite a while to get it rolling. I know
1: four years for government to go through the government process. And is this
0: federal only? It is. But well,
1: actually, it was state
0: probably gets involved, S- right?
1: State got state had the under the old regulations, states designated who, uh, what were. What were areas of high unemployment, and what areas were rural?
0: Oh, and so uh, they favored things like Butte County.
1: Well, it was it was set by statute, so okay. it's really hard to play around with those figures right. or those numbers. So you say, okay, does this area have 150 percent the national average of unemployment? It right. does. Great, it's a high unemployment area. Okay, you know, or rural areas. You can't you can't drive out in the middle of of um, Hama County, and I don't, I'm not talking about Red Bluff, I mean like 12 miles out of town, look around and say, yeah, this is definitely urban to
0: me. Right, right. Sooner or
1: later, designations have to pass the straight face test. Right. And so the states used to be the ones who make that determination, and with the new regulations, the federal government's touching on it now. Hmm. So I don't think anything will change. I think the number of applicants are going to dry up.
0: Uh, The reason I... But their success rate will be higher because there'll be less of a bottleneck. Their adjudication rates will be faster. Okay. And we we
1: set up our own regional center. We cost us a pretty penny. We had to hire economists, we had to hire immigration lawyers, we had to pay the the fees.
0: So how how many local people can you guys take credit for right now of getting them entirely through the process or is <laughs> Or is it that long of a process?
1: It is that long of a process. So you're and,
0: still in the in the works on uh, a lot of stuff.
1: Well when we got it no, we were actually I hate to say it, we're like the the girl dressed up on prom and, and no place to go, or the guy dressed up on prom and no place to go. We we have everything lined up. It was uh, when we came
0: online, you know,
1: bad timing, uh, that's when the market
0: fell out. Oh like pint ten- yeah oh nine oh eight oh no,
1: not the market I mean the market for e b five regional centers. oh, where the backlog became so much oh. the Chinese didn't want to invest oh anymore. okay,
0: right, so they slowed down on trying to come here and so
1: right now the bulk of the e b five system, if you will, aren't aren't brokers locating uh, buyers but more uh, centers trying to create their own supply chains, if I will. Right. And
0: you have to assist the immigrant in finding a business to start?
1: No, our business qualifies. So for example, under a traditional EB-5 application, let's say I buy a, um, you, you say I'm going to invest half a million dollars. Great, you open a gas station. You have to employ 10 people. You can't use induced, you can't use indirect, and you have to manage it yourself.
0: But what do you do for me as the attorney, as, as, as the, the regional, regional center?
1: center? As the regional center, you don't have to manage it. You don't have to show up for the day-to-day operations. Oh, you mean me as the, as immigrant, the immigrant don't yeah. have to? Yeah. You
0: guys will do all that? We will. For a fee?
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the opportunity <laughs> to invest your money in what we believe to be a worthwhile endeavor. <laughs> yeah. Gas now, do stations got, and, do you, and restaurants. <laughs> do you guys
0: end up being owners of these things
1: we do it's a similar structure to most uh venture capital funds right where you have the managing entity and you have the investors come in as a matter of fact that's what we based our design on oh wow just so that you know rather than reinvent the wheel how are they doing it in other right and you've
0: of course you've worked and talked to other regional centers to figure all this out when you started
1: no regional centers
0: uh there aren't that many
1: there are only 600 in the nation oh wow and they keep terminating them because they keep giving up
0: Oh, because of this frustrating. Right, right.
1: So it's getting smaller and smaller. But the fact that the
0: Hubbard Law Office and your brother, who manages a lot of businesses, the fact that you guys have diverse diversification, you can do all this at the same time.
1: We can last a bit longer than the average. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, uh, We've been developing, uh, we've been looking for investors in India because half of our ownership structure is Indian, believe it or not. Um, And the other is Kazakhstan. Oh. Where um, the Kazakhstan is much like Saudi Arabia, flush with... Oil money? Oil, natural gases, resources. And it's not... It's the size of Europe with the population of L.A., for those of you who have... never who couldn't find Kazakhstan on a map and count myself as one of you.
0: Now I got to know, do you solicit people somehow or do they come to you? Well, we do have a website and that helps Um, a lot of
1: its word of mouth because I as I said before, credibility is coin of the realm. So if you just say I have a regional center, give me half a million dollars. They want to know that you're (laughs) the real deal. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Although now it's 900,000, but, um,
0: you know, I would bet that the people who have a half a million most of them have 900. I mean, just generally, I think so too. I think so. Yeah. And
1: it's and the other uh the other thing is the low rate of return that they get on their investment. The people who are investing in regional centers aren't doing it to because they believe in your company. They're not doing
0: it to make a profit dollar-wise. They're doing it to get the citizenship.
1: Get there's a 1% return
0: on right. your money. Right.
1: Uh, period. And right. So for companies looking to expand, it's a cheap source of capital. You're basically... Right. It's not
0: like having to borrow and issue a bond no, and pay it back. It's right. an
1: equity investor at a 1% return. Banks love regional center money.
0: So a large company could say, hey, we need a new plant that's going to hire 10 people. Bring us a guy with 900 grand and we'll build it. I mean, that. Is that sort of like...
1: That's basically it, assuming you don't have...
0: Five yeah. years. Wow. Well, we're going to come back and talk about some more fun business stuff, uh, even though this is very, very interesting. We'll be right back on Business Buzz. Stay tuned. Civic Justice Institute. This is the Legal Edge, defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Dickis.
1: A digital announcement service used by several school districts around Portland, Oregon, recently sent a communication announcing a Free Kids Social Justice Summer Camp. Graphics include kids with raised fists and masks with a star classic imagery of the 20th century violent marxist revolutions the free camp denies any ties to the church now marxist ideology is antithetical to the christian faith please pray for these parents and children to hear the true gospel of jesus christ visit pji.org
0: The Pacific Justice Institute provides legal representation to individuals without charge. Learn more at pacificjustice.org. That's pacificjustice.org.
1: Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always
0: the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life. business buzz. I'm your host, Carol Billjohn, CTA. We're here for another exciting hour of entertainment, uh, business updates from a local business professional. I have a guest in the returning guest in the studio. And since I had such a busy day at the tax office, I don't have any prepared prop starting articles or anything. So I will say the one article I did read about income tax that was, the headline intrigued me but I didn't have a chance to read the whole article, was that Trump is, President Trump is going to fight the new rule they made up where the states who, if you want to be on a presidential ballot, you have to publicly release your state income taxes and I just saw a headline today that Trump's going to argue that somewhere and try to stop it because I think California and New York are doing that, and of course you can't really win any elections without those states, I don't believe. So anyway, that was the one thing that I saw today in a headline that relates to income tax. I'll be curious to see how that all comes out, and of course if he has to, then the other candidates will too, so it should make it kind of interesting, but... My returning guest today is uh, local attorney Scott Hubbard. How you doing, Scott?
1: Doing well, thank you for asking.
0: Have you been uh, been keeping very busy?
1: Uh, you know what? Is this thing working? Yeah, it's How's working. Awesome. Um, yeah, I have, and uh, I got to tell you, I totally understand why Trump's fighting that. I mean, Trump, let's be honest, Trump is not going to, there's not going to be a Republican that's going to win either California or, or New York anytime soon. And those are both winner take all states. And so when, uh, when you do a. Uh... See? I told you.
0: No, it's working. <laughs> it's just. Your voice isn't quite as loud as I thought it was.
1: Well, I can be louder if you want, I can yell. No,
0: you're doing. I good. yell really well. You're I mean, doing Get fine. a
1: little closer to the mic. There.
0: So tell us a little more about this because I wasn't sure if they were winner take all. Come to think of it,
1: they are. And so let's be honest: you have a Republican never going to take New York, never going to take California. I think the last one to do that was uh, Ronald Reagan back in the '80s against Mondale, probably. And so here you have two states that are never going to go Republican passing a law that specifically targets the Republican uh, president to embarrass him because let's, let's be honest, or at least to make him look
0: bad. Well, now the other thing is I'm not positive, which States have done this yet. Maybe there's others too, like Florida. Uh, You know what? I,
1: I know New York has, California caught me off guard. And from a policy perspective, it's, I think it's a good idea. Uh, The first candidate to really, uh, do it ironically enough was Mitt Romney's father uh, Governor Romney when he ran for for president as a Republican George Romney yeah he he shelled out like I think it was 10 years worth of tax returns saying if I just give you one it I could manipulate it but by giving you all 10 you could see what uh, what I'm looking for what my business practices have been for the last 10 years and give you a more complete partic- picture of my overall financial resources right and that you know it was just such a I have nothing to hide here, It was such a good idea that, you know, the country adopted it informally. And then President Trump, for whatever reason, said, I'm not gonna do it. And I, you know, I get it.
0: Well he it's, probably is the biggest mostly businessman that's ever ran. I mean eh, most of the other presidents are like politicians and
1: Ross Perot. Ross Perot ran as a businessman, he did it. You know, it's it's there's something There's something different about him not producing it. And, you know, it's just one of those things that's probably a good idea if everyone does, and one of those unwritten rules that no one bothered writing down, and now people are starting. I think Texas should do it. I think Florida should do it. I think everyone should do it.
0: problem is Texas and Florida don't have state income tax.
1: (laughs) don't, so they don't care. (laughs) They could look at sales
0: tax or something, see what the hotels are taking in. Uh,
1: So, in any case, and then you have the – Anyone who's ran for office, especially in California, knows California has horrible disclosure laws. I mean, uh, the judges don't have to fill them out. The um, the district attorneys don't have to fill them out for security reasons. But anyone who's ran for office, ask. Uh, uh, like city council yeah, and yeah, county, county supervisor. He'll tell you. Or Deborah Lucero, she'll tell you. or. Even people running for, uh, applying for jobs at CSUs or UCs or any other uh, organization where you have uh, someone taking on a high level of responsibility for a public entity. They all have to fill out these disclosure requirements. Right. And so extending it to the president in California, I could see that being an extension of, of, you know, already existing California policy. But now again,
0: disclosure versus public disclosure is two different things.
1: How is disclosure I can disc I can be naked no, no. in my bathroom and I'm disclosing well, <laughs> my right. nakedity. But,
0: but I'm saying if, if <laughs> Lucero discloses to the county voting commissioner, that's different than publicly posting her tax returns.
1: I think California has a public wants the public disclosure. It wants everyone to see Hearing. If you
0: win, what if you don't win? I mean, you're everyone, a private citizen.
1: Everyone. Hmm. They want to know, okay, so you have business interests. What are your business interests? You own shares in companies. What shares do you own? What companies do you own? What land do you own? What companies own land that might come into your jurisdiction? Right. There was, a, there was that one episode of Boardwalk Empire where Nucky Thomas bought land that would wind up being the, the new interstate to Atlantic City. Right. You know, if he was in California, they'd want to know about it, and oh. they'd want other people to know
0: about it. Interesting.
1: So I don't get worked up over California requiring that disclosure. Uh, New York, I think they're just being jerks. But
0: well, uh, it's sort of pointed at Trump, I think. Yeah. But, you know.
1: Would they require that from a Democratic uh, politician, or would a Democrat refuse? I don't know. Ours, hmm. we have different. We have different problems in the Democratic. And then, of course, here's the other. Since we're, we're talking law and disclosure, how about this one? If, if you were Trump's uh, attorney, wouldn't there be a constitutional issue of the supremacy clause? You know, if Doug Jacobs was here, and for those of you who don't know, Doug Jacobs was Harold and my constitutional law professor. And he today. still is out and there. And <laughs> still is at Cal North. I mean, Doug Jacobs is there forever. No man knows more about constitutional law than Doug Jacobs. And he would probably be the first person to say, do we have a supremacy clause issue? Because if the constitution dictates the requirements for who can run for president, who can be president, which if memory serves yeah, anyone, 35 years old, 35 years old, and I don't even think, and born, to, in US. born in the U S born in the U S and even that, that's a pretty liberal because they say, well, you know, you were born to an American mother. So you were born in the U S right, and then
0: Panama for uh, yeah. what's his name?
1: You know cruz ran and he was born in canada right uh mccain was born in panama yeah that was the one i was thinking okay. of and so uh it's really loose so if you have the constitution says you have to be uh, born in america and 35 years old why are you passing a law that restricts that wouldn't the constitution preempt any state law requirements precluding you from running for office I well, know, yeah. right? Yeah, that, no, that, that's, why,
0: <laughs> that's why law school in the United States is weird, because the states and the federal have to sort of work in conjunction, and it's
1: wacko. And, you know, if I was Trump's lawyer, I would be screaming that at the top of my lungs. Right. But
0: why are you so busy? Well, you know, I'm busy because I had, I believe I started April 16th or whatever day after tax season with 260 extension returns.
1: Two hundred and sixteen.
0: Two hundred and sixty. Sixty. And a lot of those are businesses, as you know, the businesses and the, the big ones are the ones who need extensions a lot of time. So I've got a lot of work all year and uh, I'm actually happy about that. I just had a busy day. Speaking of uh, job openings, do you believe that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is alive? <laughs>
1: Why would you ask a question because you, like that?
0: Because you may be a Supreme Court justice someday. I've,
1: I could be a Ninth Circuit judge. Which I've is, seen
0: your license plate.
1: Which is one step below the, the U.S. Supreme Court. But I couldn't imagine anyone voting for me to be a Supreme Court justice. What makes you think Ruth Gator Ginsburg Bader Ginsburg is
0: dead? I've just read a few articles where she was really sick, and when they say she's been seen somewhere, it looks like an old film.
1: Honestly, you got to stop getting your news from the internet, dude. You know, I mean, it's okay if you got it from Fox Online or, or NBC or, you know, even The Hill. But right. man, I but
0: had to, I had to bring one of those up, or it wouldn't have seemed like a normal day for us to be talking.
1: Conspiracy so. theories galore. One of these days, you should just do a show just based on your. I should. Cons- I'd lose and I'd conspiracy lose conspiracy theories. I'd lose
0: half my clients.
1: Did you think? Did you think that we actually landed on the moon?
0: I do not believe we did. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's the
1: fiftieth anniversary of the moon language. We literally have garbage. But we didn't
0: want to go back there.
1: We. What's on the moon that you can't find in oh, Jersey? Maybe
0: there's some like maybe there's <laughs> some mining that could be done.
1: You know, it's just they don't have water. But you know, there's there's how do you think the garbage got up there?
0: Well. I We'll leave that big. Maybe I will do a whole hour of conspiracy. I'll bring them up and you knock them down. How's that? not
1: even knocking them down. It's like...
0: Didn't you see Capricorn 1?
1: No. Your son is... You are an intelligent, educated...
0: Smart guy. Man.
1: Your son is literally getting his PhD in economics. I... You aced that Wills and Trusts exam. Yes, I did. Which, you know, yes, no I one in our class. And you. I got over 100. And you don't think we landed on the moon.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> How, what do you base this on? It's the 50th anniversary. I've never seen
0: a picture in space of a sky with no stars when there's no atmosphere. That Say is, that again. Look at the pictures of the Apollo guys. And the sky has no stars; it doesn't make sense. Sorry. Right. Now no, that, yeah. Now that, that now makes, I've got him thinking. You, you, you really you got <laughs> because me thinking I know on Scott's one. one of the smartest guys I've ever met. I'm not going to let him go on this one. I'm going to bring it up the next time I see him. Okay. Now, now speaking <laughs> of now, since this is business buzz, I also have to rem, uh, kind of review a couple things. What's going on with that house? That historical house that you guys. Have moved and refurbished.
1: Well, we uh, we didn't want to sell it. We kind of felt we had to once the Cal Fire uh, hit just because housing prices went through the roof. But uh, later on, we decided we didn't want to sell it, and um, we pulled it off. We kept it on the market for a few months, and then we pulled it off the market just because um, you know it's a it's a once in it's a very unique home. Right. And so we started renting it out. And here's here's something that your business, uh, since this is the business business buzz, that's business right. Buzz, this is something that we we took up. We, um, you know, what ha- what price to rent? Right. Because anyone and I got to believe that you have a lot of listeners who were from the who were from the Paradise and Megalia area. Right. Whose house didn't survive. They had to rent. And we've been hearing stories about people, insurance companies, renting as people houses as far out as Live Oak, Corning. I had
0: people living water, in Sacramento for a while.
1: Forced to commute. Right. And uh, so we got the house out. Okay, we're not going to sell it, but we can at least rent it. Right. And so we put it out on the market. And then the question becomes, what price do you rent it at?
0: And you can't call it gouging if you never had rent prior to the fire. Is that correct? No. That's not correct. Well, that's I've I've wondered about that. Okay, so
1: for those of you who don't know, there are very specific laws about how much you can charge for goods and services, and the uh, statute was amended back in 2018 to include rentals uh, before it triggers price gouging, and price gouging is. has some pretty hefty penalties: five thousand dollars civil violation per offense. But aren't
0: the, Wouldn't the gouging be considered versus the prior rent on the same house?
1: Yes and no. If there's there's a big long and guys, for those of you who are looking to rent or are renting and wondering, hey, am I getting gouged here? Uh, the first thing I would do is suggest you go to Google and do uh, California price gouging.
0: Oh. And rentals are included in that. And rentals are included. And in rentals are included. And just, oh, does it have to do with, like, the area's averages or something?
1: I, what was charged before the fire and what, was char- what determines what you can charge after the fire.
0: Right, but I'm saying you weren't renting it before we the weren't fire. weren't renting
1: it before. So what happened was you have to go to the, um, the uh, Department of Housing and find out what the uh, maximum rent is or uh, a house based on the bedrooms in your area. And then you can get, I think it's like 150% of that.
0: Right, but and, there is a limit.
1: But there is a limit. And for us, it was, uh, because we didn't have anyone in before, and people are going to choke when they hear this, it's like $2,600.
0: Was that the maximum? That's the maximum for
1: this little thing three-bedroom house. I mean, and it's a beautiful house. We completely redid everything. It's not that
0: small of a house, though, is it?
1: 1,500
0: square feet. Oh, okay. I feet, know? wasn't so sure. it's, Yeah, you yeah. Know? it's about average. It's about average, a little but more
1: average. 2,600. And I saw that, and I thought to myself, there's no way we're getting
0: 2,600. All right, well, we're going to continue with our Business Buzz discussion after the messages, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back.